Hello, and welcome to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and I was just watching a video online by uh, somebody I've mentioned a handful of times, um, Aaron Dowdy, and it was talking about individuation as a process, and basically, you know, the whole concept of, you know, going through individuation, you know, to basically become yourself so to speak or or to separate yourself from either you know the family structure or you know the friend group there's a lot of a lot a lot of details in there about what individuation is and what it entails and why it's important and one of the things that struck a chord with me while I was listening to this is um he had brought up that even on a subconscious level some of us are basically uh, we have loyalties to you know either the family structure or um, you know our culture our you know whatever you know basically like we have these subconscious loyalties you know so like some people for example if they come from a poor home they have guilt that attaches to come, you know, achieving wealth, you know, and things to that effect, basically going against the grain of whatever the culture might be that they were raised in, right? And, uh, you know, there were other things that were kind of attached to that, where he was also talking about, um, you know, if our parents have, like, hopes and dreams and expectations of us, and then if we were to do something different because it's what we want to do you know those kinds of things and having like a certain um, negative feelings or like guilt or whatever attached to the desires to basically do our own thing and the importance of you know actually you know going through the individuation process you know feeling comfortable in your own frame and um, feeling basically safe and secure in your own body and then yada yada like it went on for quite a while um I really enjoyed watching it but what's interesting is the thought that popped into my head is actually was um some things that um came up within my own family structure um it was interesting because it was very thought-provoking on some things that I've experienced within the family structure and it kind of takes me back to the whole like again like let me reemphasize I do not have children so you know in any and all contexts of the parent-child relationship because I do not have children I do not understand the I, I do not understand the perspective of the parent I don't like it's not my experience so if I were being completely honest, the closest thing I have to parenting experience is managing adults. So not the same. Might be a little similar sometimes, but they're fully grown when I get them. So eh, um, I have to work with what I've already got. Anyhow, so the thought that had come to mind, though, when he was talking about the whole like parental expectations and things to that effect was some conversations that I've had with my mother and um, some things that I hadn't quite thought on in certain ways until literally right now, you know.
are some of the conversations that I've had with my mother as an adult. And mind you, um, I don't think these are ill-intended. I just have a very strong belief that both my mother and my father are extremely oblivious, self-centered people that don't fully grasp how their engagements and interactions with other people actually impact them. So I just want to throw that out. You know, they're both pretty much well-intended, unfiltered buffoons. Okay. Different kinds, but the same principle. So in adulthood, I've had a plethora of different conversations with my mom, right? And one of the ones that comes to mind after watching this video because, you know, the whole parental expectations, hopes, whatever, is at one point having a conversation with my mom and her, you know, telling me that, um, you know, at what point, she, like, I guess she had hopes that I would go to college because, you know, she, she thought I could, you know, maybe get into science, maybe medical science, and I could be, you know, I could be the person that could, would cure cancer. And I'm thinking about this now, like really thinking about this now. I don't know if I really thought about it at the time that the conversation occurred. And can like, on one hand, it's very sweet. Like, wow, you think I'm that intelligent that I could, you know what I mean? Educate myself further and find a way to cure cancer. Like it is, it, it is a very sweet sentiment. But the flip side of the coin is what's not said in that statement which, but it can be heavily implied if you pick up on it. And that's like, how disappointing, <laughs> you know, like that's the other side of this is like what you have not turned yourself into. And then the other thing that comes to mind as well is perpetual conversations that I swear to God, everybody in my fucking family has heard my entire life. And that's that my sister is the average child, quote unquote. And where this stems from is when my sister was born, according to like, I don't know, a pediatrician, whatever, whatever fucking doctor she went to, according to them, she had a small head. And at one point or another, there was a conversation that the doctor had with my mother where they had basically implied that this could be a sign of mental retardation. And so this is a story that's been repeated in my family fucking over and over and over again. And I can't help but think to myself, uh, my sister has literally been raised under this umbrella of being fucking basic. And that's kind of disheartening. On one hand, I feel very fortunate because having three older siblings, I got to see all of them, you know, in school and doing homework and all that good stuff. Like before I got to school and, you know, like my parents at least made the conscious choice to stay overseas when I was little so I could get into school earlier because I started when I was four whereas if we were to come back stateside because of the whole birthday bullshit I wouldn't have started school till I was fucking six and if I had to gander a guess I would assume I would have fucking been bored with it so like, on one hand, I'm grateful for the decisions they made for my education, but then at the same time, like, I don't know, there's, there's something about, like, really thinking on the whole, you know, 
your sister has a small head like you know what I mean it's it's literally like a long time fucking almost like a family joke one of my brothers constantly gives her shit about it about you know basically like being retarded or whatever and having a small head and uh, it's just one of those things that really makes me think like Jesus Christ mom shut the fuck up you know like you're very well intended and very unfiltered but all actions have consequences and I can't help but wonder like has the knowledge of this had any impact on my sister's you know learning or development in any way shape or form and I say that because like I keep coming across material fucking over and over and over again where it talks about um, mind over matter you know what I mean like the, the power of the human mind and um, what it's capable of you know once you can you know unlock your subconscious mind and reprogramming and all that heavy good shit like that the human mind is really a fucking amazing thing and there's a large part of me that thinks on this and I'm like reflecting on this and I'm like wow my sister has been programmed to think that she's below average or she's average or you know what I mean and when did this start <laughs> and so yeah that's that's kind of the rabbit hole that this whole thing taught me took me down when it comes to like family structure and family culture and it's interesting too obviously from where I'm at now because I just spent all this time with my family and um, like thinking about family structure you know within our household um, it's obvious like my oldest brother was fucking like I don't know if he was born to be like the oldest sibling or if he just you know was naturally like that or adapted to the circumstances but you know that was something that uh, he was in charge of the rest of us multiple times when we were younger and sometimes that included torture specifically my other brother like I'm very thankful that I'm in the pecking order where I'm at because there was a punching bag that was much closer in age range and that was my other brother <laughs> and so that put a layer of safety <laughs> you know what I mean for me at least and then uh, at the same time like the caretaker roles you know they're fascinating to me because it's evident like when I really look at how we've developed as adults that that has been impactful where um, you know my oldest brother obviously is a very strong caretaker you know has his own children he works in management um, that's that's what he does right um, my sister who was also you know placed into a caretaker role you know she has her own family and that's where she kind of has evolved into the caretaker dynamic because that's what that's what um, you know was put into her now for me I'm just kind of like a free-range asshole that has um, 
I've taken in everything that I've seen, you know, and so um, because of spending time with my siblings growing up, there's a lot of different personality uh, characteristics that I don't know if it's been developed from spending too much time, spending that much time with them, or if it just so happens that that's, you know, how our personality types have developed. But um, because I don't have kids, I have, I instead have grown ass adults that I'm responsible for. And that's, you know what I mean? That's how I take care of other people is by telling them what to do for money, basically. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, obviously investing in them. And whereas like my other brothers kind of, he's free range, you know, like, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. So I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, he didn't really seem to have any responsibility forced onto him. And that has developed, you know, into, um, a different kind of pattern for him where is it's almost coming full circle into, you know, like he's finally getting into that, um, more responsible caretaker mindset now that he has, you know, children of his own. But I would go so far as to say in comparison to my other two siblings, it didn't seem to come as easily to him as it did to them. And obviously I'm assuming that that has to do with the household structure that we were in growing up. And that's kind of an interesting synopsis of, you know, personality development, you know, that, uh, all four of us in some degree or another are very much a product of our upbringing. It's just how those characteristics are outwardly exhibited is what is unique. And we're all very similar, but also very different at the same time. You know, like another fun example, like I probably brought this up at some point or another. I don't know. Like, my dad likes a really, he likes a clean house. My mom is the exact opposite. Like, if I had to be completely honest, I would say she's like a fucking low-key hoarder. Um, there's entirely too much stuff in her house for her to manage at this point. And since her husband passed away, um, there is no managing it. You know, it's just kind of, it's a situation. And in that context... The middle siblings have a little bit more of that mom tidiness, whereas me and my oldest brother have, like, more, like, you know, the desire to have, like, clean house, clean surfaces, everything in its place and a place for everything and all that jazz. And so getting to see that firsthand and the translation of that really kind of fascinated me like just from a psychological perspective because the why behind it is what I would like to know you know it, like the why like it's very interesting because um, there's other different personality traits that seem to I'm not gonna say go along with maybe just be coincide with whatever and like it seems like 
my oldest brother and I are a little bit more um, of a controlling nature, but also learning when to let go of the stress attached to things you can't control and also learning to accept, you know, what you cannot control. Whereas um, just in like the day-to-day, the, the other two seem to not be like that. They're just kind of like, eh, you know, they seem to be okay with whatever. And I don't know if that's the truth, but that's my perception, you know, just based on what I observed. So either way, it's interesting because, you know, each of us has taken a different piece of the culture that we were raised in and, you know, kept it with us as, as we grew up into adults. And how we developed with that, I guess, is what's kind of fascinating to me more than anything, you know? And I can say for me personally, my desire... <laughs> My desire for a clean, controlled, tidy living space stemmed from living with a slob. I used to be the messy person at one point. <laughs> That's the funny part. At one point, I used to be the messy person. And then I moved in with a messy person. And I couldn't handle that. Like, nope. <laughs> like, and so it's funny that that like for me that characteristic developed in my marriage like I, I was not that organized as a standalone artist before getting involved um, with either of my spouses like when I was on my own I was kind of like eh, all over the place like my stepmom actually used to call me pig pen because I was messy. It's very disorganized. And I, it's, it's comical to me. But at the same time, I also feel like to some degree or another, there's professional roots in this character development. Because at once upon a time in the workplace, my biggest weaknesses were organization and time management. And so I uh, figured the fuck out how to organize my and manage my time, how to organize and then how to organize and manage my time. And it seemed that developing that quality somehow or another, coupled with living with a slob, um, inherently <laughs> turned me into a, an organized person <laughs> that liked tidiness as opposed to chaos so yeah I don't know it's funny how that works out it really is but um, yeah that's pretty much all I have for today so I want to thank everybody for tuning in and as always be well <laughs>